Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Love that song. That is End of the Line by the Traveling Wilburys. Not an easy song to find. Um, Have a great show today in just a few minutes. We'll be talking with Maggie McClure, who I've had on the show the past few years. She's the coordinator of the Vashon Sheepdog Trials, which are coming up September 10th through the 13th. We'll be talking with Maggie in just a minute. And then also this week's show, I have a little surprise for Eric. Cat treats. Surprises. Cat treats are on the uh, on the line for you this week. Nice. (laughs) Got some um, dog show trivia for you to play. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) With a little twist. Um, And then some announcements and great events. But one of the events um, we'll bring Maggie on now is the Vashon Sheepdog Classic, which is coming up September 10th through the 13th. Maggie McClure, are you there from Vashon Island? I am. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Looking forward to this year's event. Yes. It's been a few years now that we've talked uh, annually on the show about this event. Um, And it's really seems to be growing every year. It's been a few years since you've brought it back to life, so to speak, correct? That is true. It's been, yeah, this will be the third year since we kind of restarted the trial from, uh, it originally started in 1999. Mm. So then we had a big break and then we kind of kick-started it all over and and focused it as a community fundraiser. So it's kind of kicked off from there. So how did you, what do you do over there on Vashon Island that had you bring this back? Because not just anybody can pull together sheepdog trials. Well, you know, I guess it's probably a combo of passions. Um, One, I I love the world of sheepdogs and trialing and uh, competing and seeing my friends through that area. And it's kind of a nice way to, by presenting an event, you kind of give back to all your friends who uh, participate and all the competitors who participate in the sport. So as a competitor, I've, I've been to all the sheepdog classics that happened on Vashon in the past, and so it just kind of happened that it, it kind of pewtered out, and we were like, there was a group of us who were like, let's do this again. Mm-hmm. Let's have this get kick-started. And, and so it kind of fueled our fire, and off we went, ran with it. And just to clarify, because as I've been talking about the event, a lot of times people think when I say sheepdog trials, they think of the old English sheepdogs. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not. It's not the old English sheepdogs. Um, It's border collies and some kelpies. That is true. Yep. So what is the term sheepdog? Is that like from uh, Europe or is that just a different, more technical term for them herding breeds since the the dogs originated as a working you know they kind of originated through working sheep and Mm -hmm. and then of course moving on to work other livestock as well or be a general farm dog Mm -hmm. i think that the term is just kind of an umbrella term yeah uh, as sheep dog they are used you know it's it's not an old english sheep dog although some people would say that um there's uh you know there may be a little bit of uh, that in there at, at some level, mm-hmm. so who knows? <laughs> and they all probably started melding together at one point, and then offshooted with uh, 
you know, working abilities since the border collie or the contemporary border collie as we know it, that the breed actually has been never followed a standard of what they look like. It's all been focused around the work ethic of the dog. Mm. And so it kind of grew to look a particular way, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, there you go. We, hey, we have a lot more smooth coats in the border collie world now than we did even 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm. So it's it, the, the breed keeps changing its look. Um, based on what people need out of the dog. And in the arid climates um, or, or areas with lots of foxtails, they want the smoother coat. So we're starting to see more smooth, more and more smooth coats. Hmm. It's easier to deal with if you live in a hot climate. And that's because of the tangling of the fur or because of the, t- the temperature or the ease for the temperature for the dog? Or is that trait attached to a certain... Uh, you know, style? it's a little of both, and yeah. I've actually ha- talked to folks who live in very uh, wet or snowy areas, and they say it's less uh, less snow gets balled up in the fur. Oh, yeah. So they actually, it, it, it has several la- levels of uses for a working dog. Mm-hmm. I like the nice standard traditional fluffy dog myself, but I, I, I look out in my farm and I find that a lot of them have no hair anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's changing. And I guess that would maybe make sense because Kelpies are a smoother coat, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. I, I, they, they're, they're all a, some of them might have a slightly thicker coat like a uh, cattle dog coat, but most yeah. of them are a fairly slick coated dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things, I have cattle dogs, as you know, and um, I, we actually got some wonderful lessons on your recommendation with a um, herding instructor who has cattle dogs. She also actually has Kelpies as well. And that was so much fun to take our herding dogs who are very serious about everything that they do and to really give them the opportunity to express what they are really made to do, which is to herd. And it was so fun and they did so well. Um And I thought it was really interesting in one of our conversations, we talked about the difference in how not all, it's not like this is a herding breed and so they're all the same, that they have different, like the way that a cattle dog or probably corgi would, would herd would be different than the way that a border collie or kelpie would herd. Will you explain that? They do. They're bred for i think as as these working dogs have evolved they've become more specialized and the border collie which most people will be seeing and a couple of kelpies at the sheepdog trial is is it's a wide scope so our competition takes place on a, a large field of 30 plus acres and the sheep are at one end of the field and we the handler stands way at the other side of the field. How so far is that distance? It's about 450 yards. Yeah, it's a That's... long way, and those dogs can haul it over that. I mean, it's beautiful to watch just the initial run. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And they want to get out there and find the sheep, and and they have, we call it scope, you know, mm-hmm. the ability to sense and see the the sheep know and feel that they're out there and up there and spot them and get them where, um, you know, many Aussies or cattle dogs 
may not have the ability to, their antenna won't stretch as far, right. you know. So they can be very handy in the smaller areas around stockyards or farms, uh, something like that, yeah. where everything is more compact. And you said that they would be able to sort of know and feel mm-hmm. that the sheep are out there. And that, to me, is a really... Uh, I've in some of the books that I've read by John Katz, who's written, who wrote quite a bit about Rose, his working border collie, who has since passed away, um, and then in some other books as well, uh, that they just they've observed that the dogs just know if something is going on some distance away from the farmhouse, maybe in the middle of the night or something. There might be uh, a sheep in or you, I don't know what the proper terminology is, like Mm -hmm. in labor or there might be a coyote or fox menacing somebody or somebody's in distress or just they can just sense it's it's really incredible to hear these accounts. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have a a little dog of mine that, um, well, she's since gone off to work to her, her new official working home and she has to cover lots of territory out in the Wallawa area and the fella just sent me a lovely picture of her because she 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 found sheep this winter in a drift mm. snow drift and she so she she saved multiple lambs in the snow drift and then he sent me this other fascinating photo where a lamb had fallen through the scree in the rocks and was hung up by one leg Oh. And you couldn't see it. It was it was exhausted, so it wasn't making Aww. any sound. And he couldn't get her to come in. And goes and climbs up the hill. Yeah. And lo and behold, there she she had spotted and was holding, um, you know, this distressed little lamb. And they were able to save that one too. So wow. it's, and not all of them have that, but yeah. the ones that do, it's just a it's really cool. It's, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like this telepathy that they have to yeah. really sense imbalances, like you say, um, in their world, which, of mm-hmm. course, makes them hard to be a pet, right? <laughs> exactly, too. and that's exactly <laughs> where I was going next. <laughs> is uh, You know, I interviewed, uh, it was like Canine Country Getaway in New York, upstate New York, and they do a border collie rescue out of their um, property. It's a really cool thing that they've got going on there. You can go vacation with your dog, and they do a lot that raises money for the border collie rescue. And I didn't know that border collies, they're in like the top five of uh, breeds that are in shelters or who are in rescue. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? And it's like people don't, and I was surprised, and I asked her about that, and she was like, well... People, you know, Border Collies are probably the most well-known of the herding breeds. And she said people think that they want a smart dog. And then they get a dog that's capable of just doing what you described this little female did for this farmer. Yeah. And then you try to put them in a house or worse than that, some sort of high-rise condo or something. And the dogs are like, oh, no. Well, you know, it's sometimes it's even the littlest things like, you know, I'm a mom, too, and I might just have to tell my son, hey, you know, you really, you know, this is the third time you got to go brush your teeth. And, you right. know, my energy might change a lot. Well, that might just that yeah. could send one of my dogs, uh, you know, to go hide under the bed, for mm. instance. Mm. You know, they're so sensitive to mm. the 
emotions in a household. They they definitely are um, uh, just a different type of dog that, and we've bred them to be so sensitive. So they can do like what I talked about with little Gwen is her name. Mm. You know, they that they have this ability to go do work. Uh, and think from the for themselves yeah. and have a strong, strong sense of the world that they live in. And boy, you put them in a house and the world is small. Yeah. Boy, it's like yeah. having emotional speakers on at full blast for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the other part, too, that where she was like, I am not coming in. You need to come out here because I need to show you this. Yeah. And having that kind of... Um, confidence really yeah you know yeah and some might call it stubborn and it technically is but it's for a good reason and so then that can be problematic as well yeah 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 well we're going to take a break and then when we come back i'm going to share with you a funny story about what i came home to one day from my cattle dogs and also a quick story and then also want to talk about the event itself coming up september 10th through the 13th, the Vashon Sheepdog Classic. The website is VashonSheepdogClassic.com. Check it out. There's a link to it on our homepage as well, which is DogRadioShow.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, September 13th, it's Vet Sunday with Dr. Doug Yearout. Dr. Doug's my favorite holistic and alternative medicine vet. He's an expert on homeopathy for animals. He's got a class 4 laser, and he treats all animals, pocket pets, reptiles, birds, and wildlife. So call us with your animal medical care questions. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Hey, dog show fans. Does something stink in your home or car? Pure Air is a powerful odor eliminator that is the only natural food-grade product in its category. It works on bedding, kennels, litter boxes, urine, vomit, poop, even skunk spray. You know, all the fun smells our pets bring into our home. It's so non-toxic that you can literally eat it, a requirement for our home and our dogs. Spray pure air on anything you can put water on and let your nose watch the odor disappear. Ask for pure air in stores that specialize in natural, non-toxic products for home. Or visit DogRadioShow.com for a link to their website. I'm Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. Pure air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. 
Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice. JetCityAnimalClinic.com. Alternative Talk 1150 is on the interwebs. Dial us up at 1150KKNW.com. Just to keep my butt from the frying pan. Now she's running up ahead to chase someday. Comes back to tell me that the coast is clear. It's a different world I see when it's just my dog and me. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we are talking with Maggie McClure, who is the coordinator of the Vashon Sheepdog Trials, which are coming up September 10th through the 13th on beautiful Vashon Island. The website is Vashon, <clears throat> V-A-S-H-O-N, sheepdogclassic.com, and I have a link to it on our homepage as well, dogradioshow.com. So I want to talk to you about the event, but before I do, I've got to share with you this funny situation that I walked into last week. So I have two cattle dogs, and Levi, my five-year-old male, is very serious about his job to kill flies that come into the house. (laughs) And he has actually gotten really good at it. Uh, it's something that has, you know, developed. It's self-reinforced. So, of course, he's going to get more and more amped about the flies when they do come in. And then if I take off a flip-flop in um, preparation to swat the fly, he loses it. So, anyway, he we were watching a friend's dog, um, this giant schnauzer named Molly. And Levi usually spends time when, when nobody's home in our bedroom loose but just in our bedroom and molly sometimes decides that he should have the run of the house and so she'll bust him out because the door doesn't close all the way so i get home levi's out and i was like oh okay you know he never does anything when he's out so whatever and then i walked in the house put my bag down and looked over at our blinds and we have like wooden blinds Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that there's, I was like, what is that? And and I walked closer and I noticed that there were two huge cracks in the wooden blind, blinds, two of them, the two of the slats, and then like a whole bunch of um, teeth marks. Oh, and no. I was like, what the heck? Because like, they don't like, you know, it wouldn't have been like somebody walked by with a dog or like they don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what the happened here oh my god so I was like looking at it for a minute and just inspecting it and then I turned 90 degrees and looked at our chair that sits right next to the window and on the um, cushion of the chair were two dead flies (laughs) 
just laying there like on display almost and I was like oh that's how that happened oh no and so he doesn't was, like to eat them huh <laughs> uh no sometimes if, if Telly was out the female cattle dog she will sometimes finish the job in that way but um <laughs> it was so I mean that's kind of a bummer that the blinds are cracked but I couldn't help but be completely amused by the whole scene that they oh were just God. almost like left for me to see. Like, look, see? Oh, yeah, I got him. <laughs> so funny. Um, they do take their job seriously, that's for sure. So it's important yeah. to give them a job to do that's constructive. And I think it's great that he kills the flies because I hate it when they come in. Yeah. Keep um, your shoes on. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, so. Your event, it's a it's an actual trial where people are competing with their dogs, um, going through a certain set of tasks um to bring sheep back, bring them through gates, and then and then separate out one or two of them from the group and then eventually put them ideally into all all into a pen. And they have ten minutes to do this, right? Yep. So there's that. So you come out, you bring your blanket, and, you know, there's local food there that's delicious that people can purchase, and you have a nice, lovely picnic on Vashon Island, and you look over these rolling hills, and you're just watching dogs work sheep. I mean, to me, it's like heaven. <clears throat> and then you have all sorts of vendors going on. So tell us about what all you have going on. You've got some demos and... Other types oh, yeah. Of well, the the big addition that we have is um, the Scassell a Fiber Arts tent, and that's a tent where we're, there's stuff going on all three days. Um, people can come in and learn how to – we're just kind of celebrating wool as that ties in with awesome. our event, too. Yeah. So any all day long there's demos and educational stuff going on so folks can learn how to – drop spindle spin or how to do some felting on friday afternoon you can learn how to spin dog dog hair Ooh, Eric. <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um there'll be knitting demonstrations mm. uh sheep shearing and a, a sheep to shawl um kind of demonstration going on so mm. shearing all the way through the, the making of a shawl um so all that will be going on in addition. And then we have a whole bunch of different vendors that will be there, like Natural Pet Pantry Foods mm-hmm. will be there. We have um, local vendors from uh, Pandora's Box. We've got um, some rescue organizations that are going to be on hand. And I, as I was telling you off air, there's a really cute little um, a little um, cattle dog who is going to be up for adoption, super sweet. So there will be some dogs available um, as well, and um, great food, mm. um, all sorts of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Pies being raffled off, yes. uh, kids' activity area, and they can do arts and crafts and get face paint, painting and um, stuff like that. So it's a nice family event where everyone can kick around. It's you know, it's not like a live music event where you can't talk to people. You can visit and hang out and right. bring your own picnic or dine with the the yummy local fair that we've got going on yeah um and watch these dogs and the competition starts real early in the morning uh we usually get going at like 7 Mm a.m and it'll go until about six each day wow so our class and that's one class each day is one class Mm -hmm. so um it's a lot of competitors in the class 
and they're coming from all over Canada, uh, Nevada, um, Southern California, you know, the whole Western mm-hmm. seaboard pretty much. So folks are coming from all over, it and um, you'll see some great dogs working. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's a fundraiser. The event is a fundraiser for the local school system. Is that right? Well, it's not for the school system, but we are a 501c4, and so what we do with our proceeds from this event is we um, are gifting it out to the community for different various youth organizations. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we have partners in education, we have the food bank, we have um, certain needs at, uh, at, at the school district, so we've given to a variety of different agencies on the island who need extra money. Cool. So, yeah, we do spread the money out and help uh, have different youth clubs help us in support of the trial, too. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just trying to bring folks to the island and, and come and have a great day and help our community as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Is the pizza, um, you had a pizza truck that made, like, this crazy pizza with caramelized with local onions grown and down the street pears. ingredients. Oh, yeah. It yeah, so yeah, good. she'll be there with awesome. the wood-fired nice. oven going and, yeah. and, yeah, really super um, ingredients right from her farm, which literally mm. is maybe a half mile from the trial site. So if you want to yeah. eat local, you can't get too much more local than that. Yeah, I actually don't recommend you really bring much food because <laughs> the food there is really good. Um, and then there's lots of other, you know, there's, I remember, we actually bought a, a photo from one of the vendors there last year she had this adorable picture of a border collie standing in cowboy boots with its front legs um giving a look of like what are you doing to me right now but it's adorable it's hanging in our bathroom (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's bonnie block she's actually been the photographer who has she uh been featured in on most of our posters and a lot of our marketing stuff and she just she has she does a lot of wildlife photography and she has these great lenses so she can really capture what's going on and the nuances of the working dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's her her photography is really amazing and then fun stuff like that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um and can people bring their own dogs to this event? So far, we're still allowing, um, and I say so far because we do ask that the dogs are friendly with people of all ages, they're vaccinated, they're on leash, and um, they're not overstimulated by what's going on there because it's a lot of people and running around and a lot of downtime. So you really have to have the right dog to bring to an event like that who can handle the crowd and the stimulation of the sheep and the dogs working. So we ask if you don't have a dog or you're not sure well, you don't want to lock them up on a hot day in your car. So if you have any questions in your mind about it, it's safer to keep your dog. Your dog will be more comfortable at home. Right. But, but we do have our gates open to to dogs. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. The website is VashonSheepDogClassic.com. There's a link to it on our homepage, which is DogRadioShow.com. And they're also on Facebook. Be sure to find them on Facebook, too. Um, when we come back from break, Maggie, I'm going to ask you a question that my clients ask me frequently about um, doing herding with their herding dog pets. Um, so I'm going to ask your opinion on that when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The first 
time we met, you were a kennel maid. You gave me a tip, I got me forecast paid. You were holding the greyhound in trap number one. Your white coat was shining in the afternoon sun. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet. Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared. Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, Call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet. A local family practice. jetcityanimalclinic.com This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior. Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Maggie McClure, the coordinator of the Vashon Sheepdog Classic which is coming up in September 10th through the 13th. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it goes on all day, all three days. And it's on Vashon Island, um, just west of Seattle, west of West Seattle. Um, It's a quick ferry ride and a really lovely way to spend the day out of the city and picnic on the beautiful um, land of Misty Isle Farm, enjoy some local food, and learn about wool this year, which is cool. Just a little word about wool. Wool is awesome. Wool <laughs> is the best fiber for keeping warm when wet. Out of anything, I think. Even like synthetic anything. Wool is yeah. like totally awesome in that way. Can't beat it. So there's going to be all sorts of cool stuff going on and appreciation of wool. And then you mentioned um, you can learn how to make yarn out of your dog hair dog's yeah hair? Br- bring it along friday bring afternoon along. <laughs> Man. oh and we're bo- we're yarn storming so if there's any knitters listening bring your needles and um, there'll be needles there too and they're knitting um a, sh- a pen for our sheep for next year so yeah that'll be we'll have a knitted pen at least starting with the gate if the gate gets covered we're going to have to keep going from there because Wow. The knitters have gone crazy. They're going crazy, fun. huh? <laughs> <laughs> Trees have sweaters. Now our now our sheep pen is going to have a sweater. Our post has a sweater already. Wow. Um yeah, so mm. it's it's pretty fun. Um 
Man, making wool or making yarn out of dog hair, we have a enormous supply of that in our house on a daily basis. So that's a maybe I should quit my day job and start selling it. (laughs) Interesting. Have you ever felt something knitted out of dog hair yarn? I have not. Mm. I'm looking forward to it though. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure it varies because, you know, a Goldie Doo is going to be way different than a cattle dog. Right, right. Or like a wiry terrier. Mm-hmm. You're giving me some good ideas for Christmas gifts for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little itchy. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> um, so, Maggie, I have a question that um, I... Some of my clients... I've sent some of my clients to you for herding lessons... And and then just in general talking about their herding breeds. And one of the questions that they ask me frequently is, but if I take my dog, like will taking my dog herding amplify their herding drive? And so would it therefore be like, would they start wanting to herd everything like, you know, the vacuum if they don't already? Um, right. Have you had any... Um, I know you've had experience with it, but any thoughts on that? My thought is that the the dogs are pretty um, conceptual. So I I do believe that if you have a dog who wants to, say, herd your children or something inappropriately, taking them to stock and having them learn about thinking and hearing you when they're in a high-drive kind of mindset, it's only going to help you have more control over your dog because we can just say, oh, you know, time to stop. You need to you need to come away from the sheep now, or now you can, so we can control their access mm-hmm. um, to the stock, which is hard, hard to do with the local squirrel at the park. So, <laughs> you know, you can help have your dog starting to think and hear you when they're in a amped-up spot. So yeah. that's helpful. I don't think it increases their um, need to go, you know, have that feeling in other places. I think it becomes very situational. Yeah. Yeah, and it seemed like that's been my sort of sense for it as well. Um, and so I your s- dogs didn't start hurting flies until after you <laughs> took them to sheep? <laughs> well, they they have the drive. I mean, you know, they've... They've just got it. I've noticed Levi get more intense about the fly situation because he's, which makes sense to me, because he's he wants to work, and so it's just self-reinforced. So yeah. now he's like, oh, you know, and we do live in the city, and we don't have the space that they really should have, that that they really are meant to be in. I mean, when we take them out to, we have a friend who has acreage, like 150 acres out in northeastern Washington, and I've talked about, when I go out there, I've talked about how amazing it is to go out there and how different the cattle dogs are when I'm they're outside off-leash for long days, you know, yeah. seven, Changes eight. it completely, doesn't it? Oh, Their totally. energy just relaxes. Totally. And, and they totally cool. And yeah. it's not just that they're... Um, it's not just that they're like not um <clears throat> not so amped or uh like frenetic or um 
or challenging, but actually they really are amazing. They are incredible dogs to have out in that because they don't wander around. Like they really know how to handle themselves out there also, as opposed to like my dachshund. Mm Mm-hmm. Whose nose, you know, of course, is going to take her out to hunt the ground squirrels and she'll end up getting snatched up by a coyote if if I'm not, you know, on her about it and making her stay closer to where we are. And they just are amazing. It's actually really impressive to see them um, handle themselves out there. And it's quite the contrast to living in the city. So, yeah, it's like a little homecoming for the, mm. oh, the it's dogs. Amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. And it and it does seem like what you said, like, okay, well, the drive is there. So why not teach the dog and the, and the owner how to handle themselves when they are connected to that, the intensity of their drive, how they, you know, teach them to keep their brains engaged and be able to listen even when they are tapped into that purest form of the drive. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just really cool, I think, for people to experience that as well. I mean, it's pretty, pretty, um, ancestral for us too. So, yep. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. So, oh, now people can sponsor a, a handler dog team, correct? Do you still yeah, have those available? We, yeah, yeah. Um, there's information on our website, um, or I can send you all the link information so you can pop it up. Okay. For listeners as well. But it's a great way to become involved with it. The dog will run in your name, you know, in, in someone's name or their business name, and they get free passes to the event, a photo mm-hmm. with their dog. Mm, cool. Um, there's a special raffle just for the folks who are sponsoring um, the dogs, and there's all sorts of great stuff you can win that way. And there's homemade pies that are you get an option of getting. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat. Personal messages read by the announcer. Yeah. Um so all that happens as a dog sponsor. Cool. And that is all uh information that's on their website, Vashon dot com. I'll post those links, Maggie, on our homepage, which is dogradioshow dot com. You can also find them on Facebook. And it is September tenth through the 13th. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I will be there for sure. At the very least, Darcy and I are going in the morning on Friday to bring out some stuff, uh, some car stickers and all that good stuff. And then we'll stay and we might come back again for the uh, one of the weekend days as well. Oh, great. So, good. Looking forward to it. It's such a fun event, such a cool thing to do. It's a gorgeous time of year to get out on you know get out of the city and just if you're a dog enthusiast it's really really cool to watch so i highly recommend it thanks so much for your time i look forward to seeing you this uh in a week and a half and uh best of luck um on this year's event well thank you take care and we'll see you uh see you at the dog trial all right sounds good okay bye-bye bye so again, that website is VashonSheepDogClassic.com. You can also find them on Facebook, and be sure to find The Dog Show on Facebook as well. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. When we come back from break, I've got some events to announce and uh, some trivia for Eric to play. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.
The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. A healthy immune system helps stave off colds and flu, as well as more critical diseases such as cancer and autoimmunity. Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor returns to share what you need to know to build a strong immune system. We'll also hear from Andrew Moore about the folklore and science, the culture and horticulture of pawpaw, and how this uniquely American fruit used for generations to treat ailments from cold sores to head lice is now being studied for its cancer-fighting properties. Join us every Monday at noon right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Pure Air's powerful formula lets you eliminate pet odors safely. It's strong enough to effectively get rid of smells like urine, plus stronger odors like those that can be caused by illness. Pure Air is safe enough to spray directly onto people, animals, or use in the bath or laundry. Pure Air is perfect for dealing with dire situations, refreshing your dog between baths, or just before company comes. Pure Air is the most effective product you can buy to remove stinky pet odors safely. Find it at stores like Mud Bay, McClendon's, and Natural Pet Pantry, or visit their website, pureair.com. That's pure, A-Y-R-E, dot com. I'm Julie Forbes, host of The Dog Show, Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Feed your mind and your body and spirit will follow. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. It's one of my favorite events every year to promote the Vashon Sheepdog Classic, which is this weekend, September 10th through the 13th, on Vashon Island, just west of Seattle. You can go to VashonSheepdogClassic.com to find out more information. And it's, I can't, I just can't say enough good things about it. You know, I was talking with Maggie in this um, show about. Border Collies, and I think you could apply this to herding breeds in general about, well, and really dogs in general too, and I've talked about this over the years so many times on the show. Eric, I'm sure you've heard this plenty of times before about how badly dogs need an outlet for their (laughs) mental energy. I mean, really? If you had a nickel for every time I said that, you'd have several dollars, I bet. (laughs) I would imagine, (laughs) yes. So, um, and I was just there's at least a, a five dollar bill. Well, at least right. So you know, I think about um, because that was an interview that I did with Maggie McClure uh, a couple years ago. Um, last week I talked with Donald McKaig, the author, um, live on the show. You can check that out in the archives. Just go to dogradioshow.com or to iTunes as a free audio podcast. But in you know, now since, you know, since then, since that conversation and one of the things I love about my work working with dog training and behavior is that I continue to learn and that belief of how badly dogs need a a constructive outlet for their mental energy only gets reinforced and I only become more and more 
uh, respectful of how important that is for them. And I'm, I think of the border collie clients, especially that I work with and that my wife Darcy works with as well. Um, she does this really great like uh, day school for dogs, um, which is wonderful for dogs. And she does actually have a few border collies that go mm. because they just really need a job to do. Yeah. And um, she's teaching. Um, there's these uh, two border collies from the same family. I send a shout out to Tuli and Callie right now. Hi, Tuli and Callie. They're so cute. And um, they are just, it's amazing to hear about what Darcy has taught them. Tuli can uh, load clothes, switch clothes from the washer to the dryer. Wow. And then also then unload the clothes from the dryer into the clothes basket. It's got to be a front load, right? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I can only imagine them climbing yeah. up on top and trying to get them out. Is it, well, he'd probably be tough. Yeah, I mean, he did one time when he was learning it actually jump into the dryer to get the clothes <laughs> out and then jump out. Um, and like you know, she's working on um, just like all these. Like you say, a chew, and he goes and gets a tissue and brings it to you. And it's like just these tasks. Hmm. You know, her background is is in the service dog industry she's she's really using um her experience working with dogs teaching them jobs to do and really applying this to pet dogs who just need jobs to do yeah and the difference in these dogs is just incredible i mean he as an example he's just more balanced his energy is more balanced day in and day out he's calmer he's better around other dogs i mean there's there's so many positive side effects almost uh it's too uh, it's almost too important to call it a side effect but um more of a direct effect um really of meeting dogs energy needs um and then imagine so on the flip side which I was talking with Maggie about is when you don't meet their mental energy needs I'm not talking about physical exercise but when you don't meet a dog's mental energy needs how that can really have a negative impact on them um so, you know, I think going to these sheepdog trials is such a, a wonderful event to witness uh, a, a great example of sort of where the human-dog relationship, one of its earlier um, sort of roots, going back to our roots as humans and dogs and thinking about all the fun and silly things that we do with our dogs now and really appreciating that they really made it possible for us to be so successful as a species today. I don't think we would be where we are without the partnership of dogs. To witness the communication between the handlers and the dogs is really, really something special to see. So if you're looking for something to do this weekend, it's supposed to be nice, I see. Uh, I think we're going to get... Looks like it's going to be sunny and warm. A little bit of summer back. Mm -hmm. Um, So go to the Vashon Sheepdog Trials this weekend. I'm going to be there all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all day. We're going to have a booth there this year. And on Saturday at around 1 p.m., I'm going to be interviewing Donald McKaig again. He's going to be there in person, and we're going to do an in-person interview in front of a live audience, which I'm really excited about. And then also on um, Sunday at 1, I'm going to be leading a panel discussion with some of the handlers who are participating in the trials as well. And there'll be opportunity for the audience to ask questions and participate and uh, would just love to see anybody who, um, you know, listens to the show 
please do come by and say hi. Um, I love to meet listeners face-to-face as well. So that's the Vashon Sheepdog Classic this weekend. Uh, VashonSheepdogClassic.com. Check it out. And so I'm going to play um, just this re- off-topic little segment of um, cat trivia that I put you through a few years ago, Eric, which <laughs> it, I need, need to do more of. I always say that when I hear it. So we're going to play a little bit of that for some fun, and uh, then I'll be back to close out. And I hope to see you this weekend at the Vashon Sheepdog Trials. And I got some treats for your cats, Eric. They and love treats. I know they do. And they were are... hassling me this morning saying, we need treats. Yeah, we need some treats. So I got some cat treats that are made by the Honest Kitchen, and they are fish treats. Oh, they love fish treats. Yep. So, I have some questions for you, and last week I talked about, actually we spent a little bit of time talking about cats. That's right. And the cat show that's coming up, and Mm -hmm. your cats. And our future cat special on the dog show. That's right, right. That we hope to put together in the future. Doing a show about cats on the dog show, can you imagine? (laughs) So, I have some trivia for you, and I thought, rather than ask you about dogs. Okay. How about a twist and ask you about cats? All right. Well, I'm happy to take a stab at it. I'm not sure that I'm any more educated on cats than I am on dogs, but uh, I I try anyway. Well, you're basically an expert in dogs by now. Yes, that's true. Right. Listening to this show. I Do you know that it this February will be five years? I know. It's, it's hard weird? to believe. It's gone by so fast. Weird, but that means the show is almost uh, what, like thirty-five in dog years now. <laughs> yeah, that's so. right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what I'll start saying. <laughs> it's a great, great idea, actually. Um, and uh, it's my birthday on Sunday. Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. It's funny you said thirty-five in dog years because I'm going to be thirty-six. There you go. Yeah, exciting. Okay, Eric, trivia. What is at stake? Really nothing, because I'm going to give you the treats regardless. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to try anyway. Okay. Eric, dogs were domesticated anywhere from 10 to 30,000 years ago or more. How many years ago were cats domesticated? Well, that's a tough question. Um, I'm just going to have to guess on this and say 6,000 years ago. Ooh, close. It's a good guess. 4,000. 4,000. Okay. Very interesting, the difference, if you learn about the... I watched a show, a special about the evolution of the domesticated cat, Uh although some would question whether cats are really domesticated. Um, And it's really interesting to learn about how cats became, you know, house cats, Mm -hmm. and to then compare that to the most popular theories about how dogs became dogs. Uh, interesting topic. 4,000 years ago, cats. Domesticated. Good guess. True or false, Eric, cats need some carbohydrate in their diet to survive. I would say that is uh, false. Correct. Cats have no nutritional need for carbohydrate at all. So they and dogs are hurting, hurting for certain. Right. With the pet food industry loading that food with grain. Natural Pet Pantry makes cat food as well. <clears throat> That's right, with no carbs. No carbs. What is the name of the cat behavior expert that we talked about last week who hosts My Cat from Hell? Oh, boy. Um, 
it was Jackson's galaxy. Yes. <laughs> Nicely done. I think I called him Johnny Galaxy. That's and then right, he looked Johnny it Galaxy, up. which is like a comic book hero, I think. Jackson Galaxy. Yeah, also could be a comic book hero. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what is the one thing that I said last week that stuck with me about Jackson Galaxy's advice to cat owners? That thing that stuck with you? Yeah. Um, one thing I remember he said to so many of his clients over and over and over again was that cats want what? Meat. <laughs> Good answer. I'd say I can't I can't call you incorrect for that, but um to be high up, to have places to oh, go that yes. are high up. Yeah. That's that's right. Yes. <clears throat> Which species, dogs or cats? This is the last question. Which species, dogs or cats, will be essentially feral if they don't have human contact as babies? Uh cats. Correct. One of the differences between Dogs and cats is that if cats don't have that, then they're basically feral. But don't dogs become feral as well if they're left alone, uh, if they're not raised uh, with human companionship? Well, it's certainly not desirable, but they're not going to go so far. These cats slip back much more easily than Mm -hmm. dogs do. So I think that actually probably has more to do with the genetics of the dog and the individual temperament. Well, you do hear about packs of wild dogs like sure. in Detroit, for instance. They've yep. taken over neighborhoods. So, yep. um, and then those dogs often have litters, and then those puppies are raised right. feral. And so they've, I don't know how many generations have been mm-hmm. feral, and also how they can be, if they can be sort of rehabilitated, so to speak, to live in households again. I'm not sure. But I know that's mm. something about cats that's interesting is that they're. That'd be a great topic for a future uh, dog show. For the cat show. And the cat show. Episode. Yes, it would. (laughs) Yeah. Always fun to do trivia with Eric. I did pretty well. You always do well, Eric. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, you've been listening to the show now. I forgot that. Yeah. I I did a good job on that segment, I think. You've heard over 325 episodes of this show, so. True. Yeah. But we were talking cats. We were. this is the dog show. Well, it's true. It's true. So fun. All right. Well, um, great to be here. Hey, next week I'm going to be talking with Courthouse Dogs. Incredible organization. It's been probably five years since I've talked with them. And I'm going to be talking with the founder next week live on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.